Lady B, Barbara Barra Murray, tuning in to say hello and so happy that you joined us today. We have two great guests, people in the community that you know. Uh, Barry Gaither, Edmund Barry Gaither from the National Center of Afro-American Artists, and Ms. Jamada Smith, who was here to join him. She is a community leader known throughout Boston, and she's helping us with this. She's creating, actually, the Juneteenth event, and we're going to talk to you about that for the entire show. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for being here. We are very pleased to be here. Absolutely. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Um, we wanted to talk about Juneteenth, and I, the first thing I want to do is have you explain to us what is Juneteenth? Why are we celebrating it? Barry, why don't you take it? All right, I'll be happy to do that. Juneteenth has uh, now become the federal recognition of the last passage in the Civil War addressing emancipation. The Emancipation Proclamation had been issued initially in 1863 and was to be effective only in the states that were in revolt against the Union. The uh, issue number three, order number three, from General George Granger is issued June 19th of 1865 in Galveston, Texas. Uh, General Granger had then won the war, the war was over, and was in charge of all of the territories that were the Union and his order therefore was effective everywhere. And his order ended slavery uh, as a practice in every place that the Union controlled. When his order was read, African-Americans who were gathered for the reading and who had been enslaved up to that moment uh, went into jubilations. And that jubilation becomes the first celebration of Juneteenth and becomes uh, the earliest popular celebration of emancipation. And that's why uh, it becomes uh, the Smarka. Now, Jamada has a more personal and historical relationship because she lived in the place where Juneteenth really was born. So I'm sure she'd like to put some more flesh on those bones. <laughs> yes, so this, this federal national recognition is kind of like fuel to my soul. It's music to my ears. Um, I was able to, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to go to an HBCU, historically black college. And my dad didn't want me to leave here, but I, he let me go to Texas because we had family in Texas. And so I, I met and married my college sweetheart, but I really learned more about Juneteenth being in Texas, especially Houston, Texas and Fort Worth, Texas. And um, I'm gonna try to be quickly about this thing, but uh, you all might have to cut me off because now I'm kind of like, it's in me now. I'm, I mean, I'm in it. But one of the things I didn't hear much about it 
But my mom and dad, they, they met in high school at Phyllis Wheatley in Houston, Texas, and they were high school sweethearts. And my mother said that she remembers when she was little, they used to get dressed, they used to get dressed up and everything for Juneteenth. Now, historically, fast forward, a lot of people didn't, they frowned upon this because it's such an ugly thing. So people didn't want, want to do it. What makes and it then, ugly? Yes, and then around- What makes it ugly? Tell us what makes it well, ugly. Well, just the history. And then, you know, we as a people, a culture, we had to run and hide. I mean, you didn't have to see Roots and, and Harriet to know what we in the, as a people have really gone through. And so you had to escape, you had to be quiet, you had to be ashamed because you had children uh, out of wedlock like you did it, all types of things. And so people didn't want to tell the stories. And then even after slavery, they didn't know anything about contracts or anything. And they signed documents as shareholders, I mean, sharecroppers, and they could never get off the land. I mean, they had to kill to get off of the land. And so what I'm saying is that it's kind of like it was a bad dose of medicine kind of. And so a lot of people continue to celebrate it. And then the younger people didn't like it. And then fast forward in about the 60s or so, there started to become a revolution, a black revolution and a revolution of history. I'm going to stop you for a moment because I've got to bring you forward to today. Yeah, we got to do that. Um, Biden uh, declared this a National Independence Day Act in uh, June 17th, 2001. Correct. And it seems like from that point on, there were more and more celebrations. And maybe it was coming up to that point, which made him feel that he needed to do that. He needed to recognize that day. So we look at it very differently now. And yeah. I, I think that the National Center of Afro-American Artists is one of the bigger holidays celebrated here in Massachusetts. Tell me about that, is that true? So yeah, well, we have been doing this um, for the, we are the, the Boston Juneteenth Committee and the National Center, the Museum of the National Center of Afro-American Artists. We have been doing this since 2011. So this is our 12th year. Mm -hmm. And we uh, made a commitment that we would more reverence, honor and respect this day and the history of it and the education about it. And so we decided that no matter what day the 19th of June falls on, this is the day that we have what we call the Juneteenth Emancipation Observance. And so that's what we call our event annually. And the way we're going to celebrate it at the National Center of Afro-American Artists is through a parade and then a big event that's celebrated on the grounds of the museum of the National Center of Afro-American Artists. And it's at that point that I want you all to call it get to talk about that, but there are a couple of little pinpoints, uh, footnotes that need to get quickly inserted. And I promise I'll be very brief in inserting them. One is that uh, Juneteenth as an observance really spread out from the Southwest. 
Texas, Louisiana, and so forth. But it went up the Mississippi and gets uh, transferred to some degree to Detroit and Chicago and some other northern spots. The undoing of it is the Great Migration because it's such a large disruption in uh, popular, popular behavior. Then it's not so much mentioned until beginning in 1968 when the Poor People's Campaign was being organized. If you recall, the Poor People's Campaign was going to be an encampment on the Smithsonian Mall. But that, summer, short, Barry. that summer was terribly short. And looking for a way to re-energize thing, Juneteenth becomes a new conversation, which then moves forward towards uh, legislation. Well, okay. as you can see, we just get all excited about, we want to start from scratch, okay? We have a half hour show, so I know, we're not we're quite okay. knock okay. that out like that. So, let me okay. say this, let me get into a segue. So I want you to segue to, to Boston's event okay, on the 19th of June. I am. So this, our theme this year, every year we've had a theme. Okay. So our theme this year is purposeful action anchored in truth. So for the very first time, we're going to have what we're calling a small parade. But we'll talk about that later because what we want to talk about is what happens on the grounds at 300 Walnut Avenue during the day when we have this formal program. Now, right before the formal program, the grounds are open. We have vendors. We have uh, retail vendors, food vendors. We have storytelling. We have Spock, the automobile for all age groups. We have, um, this is prior to the program. We have the 54th, uh, the Massachusetts, the, the 54th reenactors that encamp right there so that they can educate the young people, the older people to tell them, what, uh, tell people what the 54th is about. And okay. so this is, and then, then we have a formal program. Now, how and does the so, public become involved in the public part, which is the parade coming up to the grounds and then once they get on the grounds? Can anybody join that parade? Can anybody join the parade? Well, and where does well, it start from? So it starts at 185, I think it's Warren, that address is 185 at the Yawkey Boys and Girls Club, the Rockbury Boys and Girls Club. It's only a one, and a, uh, one and a half miles, Barry. Um, one mile. One mile, 1.1 mile, that's what it is. So we're gonna come out of the parking lot of the Boys and Girls Club and we're gonna take a right on Warren Street and we're gonna go right to Walnut Avenue and then keep straight up Walnut Avenue. You know, some of the markers are, uh, you know, you take a ride on Walnut Ave and you just go on up to Dale, cross Dale. Over to the left is Elliott Church. Over to the right is the Higginson Lewis School. You and the uh, Malcolm X's uh, home. At well, Dale, Dale, Street, uh, yeah, Dale Street, it's further down. Yeah. But anyway, and then you cross Martin Luther King Boulevard going up towards uh, Elmore and Monroe, cross Horatio Park, which used to be called Monroe Park, cross Townsend Street, right on up to Walnut Ave, where the Higginson used to be, and you'll see the museum right there with the eternal presence, the big head. So that's what we're going to do. 
what is the and, power uh, moving this parade forward? Is it is it going to be musicians there? Are people just going to be tramping and uh, reciting things? What's going to move it? The actual parade? Yes. Well, it's why would it attract my attention? Yes, to attract your attention. Well, what what the attention that I'm feeling is you feel what I feel. Okay. And it's a it's a celebration of a soul felt. It's not a walk. It's not a movement. It's just a parade of the fact that we have come full circle and that it is a national holiday where people actually get paid and get off, which means a lot to a lot of people. But that's how much, and so with that significance, it's gonna rest in the minds of a lot of people because they're gonna start talking about it. And when you well, talk- about parade. Well, well, parade. Well, the parade, okay. So what it's gonna consist of is that we are sending out uh, letters to the community, to the, the local area, it was just going to be like a little neighborhood thing because this is our first parade. We're not trying to do the Caribbean festival. We're not having floats or anything like that. Okay. It's just okay. a small parade of neighborhood, but we are looking for organizations and churches and, a, and, and things like that. We, we got a permit and that's what it's for. So it's not a great big um, long parade or anything like that. This is our first, our inaugural, uh, celebration of the of the happening that's the main purpose barry did you want to say something about that yes i just wanted to say that uh, there will be some banners that are walk that are with walkers that uh let you look and see if you're just standing uh and can't join and flow along they'll have you pick up right after the break barry i was just given the signal for us to take a break uh, viewers and listeners, we're going to come right back right after this. Stan is everywhere. Like here, behind the scenes of The Walking Dead. Cut. We got it. And for every moment like this, there's a crew of people using STEM to bring the dead to life. We had 30 minutes to make one of Norman Reedus's outfits of seven years old. When we break down clothes, we tumble it with trisodium phosphate, rock salt, and dish detergent. We stitched together images of our model and created a 3D set that could be walked through in a VR headset. It looked like you were actually standing in the room. There's so much technology involved in directing. We're able to turn 12 walkers into a thousand walker board. That idea became this design, which turned into this set, and that costume worn by that walker who was having a really bad day. STEM can create new worlds on and off the screen. What will you make with STEM? Get inspired at shecanstem.com. Welcome back to Say Brother Radio. This is WBCA 102.9 FM at uh, BNN radio station, and it is BNN TV channel 23. So welcome so much for listening. And we have Barry Gaither and Jamada Smith talking to us and explaining, giving us the history of what Juneteenth means to us as an African-American people, people of the African diaspora. So uh, continue, Barry, where you were, please. Yeah, there will be some visual elements that you can join or watch that will mark the parade and say what it is. There also, I think we have 
some sound in one of the cars because there are several cars which also are part of the flow of the procession, the walk from uh, near Nubian Square mm -hmm. to the museum. So you have to register and- um, To be I in the parade? Have, yes, you have to register to be in the parade. So and people so can't just come by and walk in and join them? Absolutely not, because we, you know, we told the city how many we were going to do and so forth. And so, no, you have to register. You can, we, you can go on to www.bostonjuneteenth.com and you can call 617-445-6902, 445-6902. And um, we are going to- registered. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and we're going okay. to, we're going to uh, get there like at, at 11.30 and we are going to literally leave at one o'clock. We're going okay. to leave the parade at one o'clock. So we'd like for people to kind of line the streets and watch us and be there to support. I don't know how you're going to prevent people from jumping in, but they're going to want to. Well, it's going to be, it's, we got that. We're going to fix it. <laughs> fix it, okay, well, just something to think about. Sure. Yeah, I've watched many, many of events like this, and people just, if it feels right, they're going to do it. Unless well, somebody stops. well, you know, that's what it's about. That's what we're about. We're kind of like the, we don't mind the celebration because, you know, we can all go to Roxbury Homecoming. We can go to Franklin Park now, you that's know, right. but we're not that, you know, we're right. not that, but it's still love and it's still cool and smooth and enjoyable. And we take it in in another kind of way. Well, I enjoy the idea. It sounds wonderful. I think that you're going to have, uh, I think the encouragement of adding music coming from one of the cars, as Barry spoke about, is a very good one. Because for me, I just, I would need something to move it forward, drummers or something to move it forward. And I guess maybe the music coming from the cars will be it. But you know, see, one of the things we are about is educating the people and music is fun. We are people of music. In fact, our program is going to have, you know, entertainment. We're going to have a wonderful DJ sound music all on the grounds, you know, so we're good with the music, you know, but we want, we want you to feel, I, I'm just saying that some of us, some of the intent here is mm -hmm. to, you know, why are you coming? You're coming because you want to celebrate with me our cultural history. Okay. That's why you're really coming. So tell me about that. Let me add to, to that. We, in, in many places, Juneteenth is visualized in a way very similar to 4th of July as a kind of fundamentally festive outdoor thing. We wanted to uh, make it a learning experience and we formatted our program to be more of a convocation program that actually has a central speaker, has a theme, and is organized to support not just coming out and enjoying a wonderful family day, but leaving with a new sense of your civic responsibility and a new appreciation of the history that is remembered in this kind of event. And so when you get to the actual grounds, 
what will people do? Will they line up to be put in a certain place or they're gonna sit down and enjoy the program? They can do either of those because the seats and everything uh, are set up in advance, but we encourage people to bring their own blankets and chairs okay. because there's a, a lot of space. So if you were mapping this in your head, when you come into the museum grounds on your sort of immediate right are vendors who make a ring that encloses actually the outer perimeter of the program. And as Jamad has said, those are vendors of art and artifacts, of cultural products, and in another area close by the vendors for food. Okay. Just in front of that is an area where the 54th encampment is situated and you'll see their tents and some of the men uh, sitting around you can go and engage them in conversation slightly further up the hill the artmobile spark the artmobile and its programs for families and young people will be going forward in another nearby uh, canopy there'll be storytelling and reading for children from children's books. Down on the main portion of the grounds in front of where the primary seating is, there's a stage. And that stage will be set with uh, two podiums and the guest of honor, which includes uh, our primary speaker and those who are delivering the invocation and the benediction and so forth. Can you tell us who some of these speakers are? Well, our major speaker, do you want to do that, Jamada? Well, we, yeah, we have one speaker every year, our keynote, if that's what you want to call it. Yes. But the problem. And so she is, uh, of course, the one and only our very, we're very proud to say, um, Rachel Rollins. Oh, good. And she's going to be the speaker and she's going to kind of expound on purposeful action anchored in truth. She's okay. going to kind of speak on that. And, you know, the last two years have been virtual and we have been very successful in and being in, you know, aired our events. But the last one that we had live was our one and only Bill Owens. And um, we have a there's a picture of him on stage. I don't know if you all can see that. Yes, but our theme, like that, we can see it. our theme then was preparations for reparations. And you know, historically, he's the one that submitted this bill okay. about reparations. And so he was our last speaker that was live. And so we have real good speakers. And so, but we're also gonna do what we do culturally. You know, we're gonna have drummers professional drummers has been doing this for many years. We're gonna do a little libation that we do that, you know, as we get ready to get, you know, to start our program, we are going to, of course, always sing what they call lift every voice and sing of the Negro national anthem. And the young lady that's gonna sing it, her name is Choice. 
and Choice was with us as a young, a young girl. She's graduating from high school this year and she's got accepted to many colleges, but Choice is a voice major in, in, in the high school for uh, arts, performing arts, arts. academy. Arts Academy. So Choice will be singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. We're going to have um, in between, we're going to have uh, entertainment soloists. And mm -hmm. um, we're going to also have something we call the Ralph F. Brown uh, Awards. And this is given to one male and one female. And well, the recipients. Uh, the recipients. The recipients. Uh, yes, Sarah Lawton and Armani White. So, and they will get a little, they'll get a check. They will get a trophy. Believe it or not, we're down to one minute. All right, they'll get a stole. Uh, Barry, why don't you take well, us out? You, you, I want to get just one other thing in that otherwise we won't get to say, which is also central to our program is the reading of the federal documents on which emancipation is based. So we do have a reading of the Emancipation Proclamation, very slightly abridged, of the third, the order number three, and of the 13th Amendment, which actually abolished slavery. So if you're always hearing these things and you've never heard what they're based on, what the documentary reference is, this is a chance to come and hear that. And spot the automobile. They're going to provide the copy of the Emancipation Proclamation. Thank you. We're out of time. I want to say thank you to both of you. You've been very <laughs> informative and educational, and it's something we all look forward to participating in. Uh, viewers and listeners, thank you so very much for joining us. And we want you to come out to the National Center of Afro-American Artists at 300 Walnut Avenue in Roxbury to enjoy Juneteenth with us. We will start the actual event. It will be live on BNN, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But you, as you could hear Jamada explain, there'll be many events leading up to that. So from 4 o'clock till about 7 o'clock, We'll have an event that just flows on the stage and many things going all around the stage. And we welcome you and thank you so very much. Thank you too again. Uh, everybody thank have you. a good day. Bye-bye. Thank, you. thank, you. thank You're you. You're welcome both. Thank you.